0: Not that hardcore I'm pretty hardcore
1: But I'm not that hardcore Welcome to KinkCast First episode of the new year Where we're actually Having a topic
0: Yeah, we have a topic, but you know what? It's okay that we're just now getting to this because... We're trying to, you know, get wrapped up all on our uh, astrology episodes and um, the sexy Zodiac. Kinky
1: Zodiac. The kinky or horny zodiac. zodiac. The
0: horny Zodiac.
1: Which one of those two.
0: You know what? I can call it the sexy Zodiac if
1: yeah. I want. So if you're here for those episodes and exclusively thought that our show was about that... <laughs> It's not.
0: Here's a brief reminder. We also do other sh- other shows on, on other topics. So, in today...
1: about kinks, fetishes, and...
0: And sex positive news. Yes. <laughs> Let's call it that. Um, in today's topic... Well, who are you?
1: Well, my name is Chris. My week has been well. Thank you for asking, Dana. How's your week been?
0: My week has been very good. But you know what would make it a lot better...
1: Finding a dog on the side of the road.
0: You did that, right? I
1: did do that.
0: It was really cute.
1: Yeah, he was. He's also a turd.
0: But... Oh yeah, you said he didn't want to be caught. No, he was like freedom. Like he kept
1: yeah. ha- uh, hands or arms linked away at all times until oh. he didn't because he trapped himself in a baseball field, and I was like, "You've got one exit, you idiot."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you saved
1: that. And part. so I got him, and now. Now he's at the animal shelter.
0: Aw, I hope he finds a good home. Because I can't
1: afford a dog.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you for helping out somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a cold season. Can you imagine if an, any dog was out there in the cold? <laughs> he's so he's nice. So uh,
1: if you uh, live around town, <laughs> uh, go go look at the dogs at the local animal shelter.
0: Yeah, everybody needs a home for winter
1: I called this one Watson And apparently that upset Someone who's a friend of the podcast Really? Yes Oh I didn't realize that was a name that they wanted for a kid <laughs> And I was like, uh, oops Watson? <laughs> yeah Okay So
0: You do you, Generations Ears Her No Millennials,
1: Yeah.
0: You millennials and What's your wrong with names. Watson.
1: Watson's a fine name, especially for a dog.
0: It is. Yeah. It What's is. wrong with Watson? I, I just, I think some of the kid names that are coming out, like lately, like all those people that name their kids Khaleesi.
1: Well, that's dumb.
0: Yeah. But, but
1: Watson's a traditional name.
0: I do like Watson, but I still think of it as...
1: It's a weird because you know, it is a last name, but...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those last names as a first name.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a dog's name, too.
0: Mm-hmm. I had a student one time named Bennings. And I was like, Bennings? That's your that's your first name? That's oh, cool, though.
1: I, I forgot when you taught briefly at Downton Abbey.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right.
1: I don't know if there's any characters named that on that show, but that sounds like a very, like, that sounds like a character that would be on the show.
0: That was when I was teaching in West Egg. The Great cats. Okay. Anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shwoo. I mean it's better than like Caleb. Oh, there was a hilarious I dated a
0: Caleb with a K. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> my little my little cousin's Caleb. Uh, uh, there was a there's a very funny Super Bowl commercial that was uh or I thought was funny that uh, uh mentioned something about like, like it was like a father like but it was after a birth and they named the mm-hmm. kid Kale, and it was yeah. like naming kids after Produce. And I was like, ha, I know a kale. Yeah, that's uh, really funny. He is named after produce.
0: I mean, we call my niece cheese. But that's a nickname. It's not their actual oh. name. Not Smegma. No, oh God. You don't Chris, call, no. You don't call your. No. You don't name your meats no. after dick cheese. No, we don't. Okay. No, not that kind of cheese. A <laughs> different kind. <laughs> Just Anyways, regular
1: fridge cheese.
0: I'm Dana, and let's go ahead and dive right into our topic here. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about something that's probably going to be an issue. It's never something, I feel like it's not something that makes the headlines enough. Um, anytime there's a big sporting event, um, in a city or like for what FIFA, I know this was a big issue for the Olympics. It's always a big issue. Um, for any kind of like political summit and stuff, <laughs> sometimes yeah, there's a lot of issues surrounding this particular issue.
1: Famously, whenever they hold the, uh, RNC or whatever, the, mm-hmm. the, the Republican the, national convention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, uh, a very high uptick in, uh, in uh, uh, gay prostitution in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's it's
0: Nobody's shocked.
1: No one no one no one at all is surprised that the party of family values has uh got a a little Gigantic skeleton in their closet.
0: Yeah, that too. But yeah, the <laughs> that topic. Ninety percent
1: of their senators and uh, representatives are all hypocrites. That. uh Oh yeah. Are actually ashamed of being gay, and then therefore take it out on other gay people.
0: Absolutely. Well, and that explains their own hatred. It's a lot of it is self hatred, perhaps. So, but the topic for today that we're discussing is sex tourism, which is something that I feel like, even though we all know it's going on. Um, is something that we really don't pay enough attention to, which is why I'm really glad we're discussing this topic.
1: Yeah, so sex tourism, my understanding of it, is where you go to, like, the Eiffel Tower and you have sex with it because it's a <clears throat> popular tourist destination?
0: Um, no. No, that's a different... You know, there is, there is a... That...
1: All of my notes make no sense.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> basically, it's whenever somebody travels to a different country to have legal sex with a prostitute um, or a sex worker um, or...
1: Not necessarily prostitute or sex worker.
0: Right. Sometimes it's uh, trafficked um, uh,
1: oh, persons I, no, as I well. was I was saying that it's not explicit or it's not... It doesn't exclude non-prostitutes or sex workers. The main one is prostitutes or sex yes. workers, but they can have sex with just like... A brand civilian of that country or right. whatever. It doesn't have to be. The The overwhelming majority is with sex workers, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just for the purpose of having sex.
0: Right. And I actually, you know, I know um, several, several people who have gone to Amsterdam and have um, uh, toured and enjoyed, you know, some time in the red light district mm-hmm. there. Um, and I guess, I mean, they might have a good system in place for that, but, and a lot of that stuff isn't, I would I wouldn't want to say as regulated, it's not as regulated as it should be.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also, there's,
0: I'm pro sex work. I'm pro, um, legalizing, you know, sex work in a lot of situations. I just feel like there needs to be some kind of regulatory, um, body that makes sure that the people that are. You know, participating and working in that industry have a way to verify their age and things like
1: that. Mm -hmm. And there is like explicitly for this and then incidentally for it. Like sex tourism doesn't just, isn't just like, I'm going to the country to have sex. Right. It is like, Oh, we were in Amsterdam and I just took a trip to the red light district. Right. That, it includes both of those.
0: I was there for a conference Yeah, and I decided to smoke some weed while I was there. because, yeah. Well, weed's not even a good decision now because you can get a lot of that in a lot of places in the U.S. now. But I do have a friend who also went to Amsterdam because he has a... Did you a, hear what
1: Bernie said the other day? What? Uh, his uh, In his first day in office, he will sign a... Uh, an executive order legalizing marijuana.
0: That'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, go Bernie. Go Bernie. Today is the day after the Iowa caucus. Who won? Who knows? Still hasn't been decided. It's supposed to be released at five. <sighs> so we got two hours.
0: <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. The gold standard of what we're supposed to do, like the, how some of those... Hey, pe- nominees are going to be kind of sussed out as usually through the caucus system, oh, people, and it's going to be weird this year.
1: People have argued against caucuses for years, and I, a, a, a lot of, of them are pointing out that this is the reason we shouldn't do caucuses. One because they take hours, and so it excludes a lot of working class people because they. Get off work, and then, especially for the one last night, like immediately get off work, go to caucus, and then you're there until ten thirty mm-hmm. because they keep having to re, uh, realign and all that. Mm-hmm. And then, especially last night, they're having so many issues. Mm-hmm. But uh, a, a standard primary just makes more sense. Just have people vote on the people they want. I think that first past the post system is terrible, and you should do uh, ranked voting. But I also feel like if we do ranked voting, that'll still end up with a very similar issue that we have with first past the post, where then uh, it ends up with just the, the middle ground is the only one that ever wins. Because, you know, if you do ranked vote voting and you put uh, Bernie, Warren, and Yang, and then your fourth one or whatever is uh,
0: mm-hmm. Buttface. Buttigigig.
1: <laughs> I heard, I said his name right. Oh. Uh, uh, then, then the same people who are on the other side are going, okay, well, I want Biden, uh, Bloomberg, uh, and then butt of, butt of face again. And, and then you just end up with butt face winning.
0: Yeah. Let's get back to our topic. <laughs> I'm glad you're keeping abreast of the situation. Now let's talk about these press. Yeah,
1: I was planning on not going to bed last night until it happened and I was like, fuck, come on. I got
0: Well, so this is such a huge um issue. Uh the 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 issue of sex tourism is such a big deal mm-hmm. that the CDC, the American CDC, has actually released an entire um info pamphlet about it, which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause it's literally warning you. Like if you're going to do this, these are, these are some of the things you're going to be like,
1: what, what does the compact disc center have to do with anything?
0: <sighs> it's the centers for disease control and prevention. Oh. So, uh, it says here, um, HIV and other STIs may be common among sex workers. Some common STIs, such as gonorrhea, have become extensively drug-resistant in some parts of the world. Make sure you always use protection when having sex with a new partner. Super clap. Yeah. But it also brings up an important issue of legality. And it says here that sex tourism as an industry supports human trafficking, which is a form of slavery. One of the largest criminal industries in the world. Even if prostitution is legal in a country, human trafficking, sex with a minor and child pornography are always crimes. So just because you're in another country, doesn't mean that those things are now legal, um, or that you can engage with, with some of those things. Uh, it says millions of children around the world are victims of commercial sex, sexual exploitation.
1: That's, I was reading in, uh, in some places like China, mm-hmm. uh, uh, no cambodia where uh prostitution is legal, mm-hmm. uh that it is very common for like rural families to sell their children into sex or into uh like sex trafficking sex slavery yeah uh knowing what's going to happen to them just because the financial aid will help out the rest of the family so much and so uh like underage prostitution and, and sex trafficking are not as, uh, investigated in those countries. Right. Especially since that, uh, Cambodia in particular, I think had 80% of, uh, men, adult men in that country have, uh, slept with prostitute at least once in their life.
0: Wow. And, uh, yeah.
1: so like it's more of seen like as a very common thing in that if you haven't had sex with a prostitute, you are the odd man out.
0: Mm-hmm. It probably is. I'm I'm sure it's associated to like rites of passage and things like
1: Mm -hmm. that. So like in those kind of countries, it's not looked down upon at all to be a sex worker because it's just normal. But then you also have the unintended effects of, well, we can just sell little Susie Mm -hmm. for two potatoes and...
0: Mm -hmm. A goat.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> I know mean, what's the problem. It's just, yeah. she was either going to be a farmer or, I mean, now she'll probably have a better life.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's so hard to understand that as being the norm in some places. Like it's complete. It's not, I don't want to say it's completely. Normal, I, but it like, wasn't
1: that long ago that that was the norm in the United States. Yeah. Cause I was watching season two of the terror the other day mm-hmm. and, uh, In season season two is about uh, uh, internment camps, the Japanese internment camps, Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the very first scenes in the first episode is like these uh, this group of friends, most and including like the main character of the show, Mm -hmm. uh, all go to uh, like uh, a uh, what's it. I can only think of the term "bunny ranch," (laughs) Um,
0: a brothel. A brothel. They
1: all go to a brothel in the United States. In like, it's near San Francisco, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's like when I watched it at the time, I was like, "This is weird. Why would they show all these characters that are supposed to be like we're supposed to be super sympathetic towards at this point, Mm -hmm. all going to a brothel? Like that seems very different." And then when I was doing research on this, it was like, "Oh, back in." 1964 they did a study where it was 69 to 80 percent of u.s. men had paid for sex at least once and so like at the time it was probably much higher and just seen as just a normal like this is what the guys do on a night off instead of going to the movies it's like well we can go to the uh the brothel and uh, uh pick up a dame
0: yeah Well, and it's, I'm glad that that's something that has changed over time, but I think it really hasn't changed as much as it's just been hidden behind paywalls. Um,
1: well, I also think even, I think if that was the case now, we mm -hmm. would probably have a better, we would definitely have a better reception towards, uh, Uh, sex workers
0: yeah absolutely
1: because that was one of the studies or that's a lot (laughs) of stuff that i found was that like in countries where this is where like the majority of men do have like have had sex with sex workers
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh that it's not looked down upon at all where in all the first world countries where it is outlawed it's always looked down upon but it's also like it's still the statistics show that almost every first world country is still like one in every four men have had sex with a, uh, a sex worker either through sexual tourism. Well, almost all through sexual tourism, either like Europe flying down to uh, somewhere in Africa and uh, Vegas. Well, in Europe, uh, there's like Eastern Europe or flying down to Africa or the U S flying to Vegas.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely something that still exists. But the thing is, no matter what, if you engage in activities like this in a foreign country um, and you do commit a crime, you can be prosecuted not only under that country's law while abroad, but also under U.S. law after returning to the U.S.
1: It did. Yeah. So I, you kind of get
0: double whammied.
1: It, it does depend upon the crime, but uh, there are international laws that do involve that. Uh, especially ones that involve uh, children and non-consensual or uh, sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, they're like, like the age of consent in France is like fourteen or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, e-
1: either of us could go over there and pay to. Well, I don't. I don't think you could legally pay to have sex with someone in France. But if. We could go over there and have sex with a 14-year-old and come back to the United States and not be charged.
0: That's not what it says here. It says here on the CDC, it says, although the age at which someone is considered a minor may vary by country, federal law makes it a crime for any U.S. residents to engage in sexual or pornographic activities with a child younger than 18 years old anywhere in the world. It is also illegal to travel abroad for the purposes of having sex with a minor. So...
1: I mean, I'm not sure how true that is because most of the states in the United States, uh, the legal age of consent is below 18.
0: Yeah. Where we're we're at
1: in Texas, it's 17.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just I thought that was kind of interesting because I didn't know that. I thought, oh, well, if your feet are in that country, then you get to go by that country's rules. But um, I
1: I don't know. I mean, it's it's illegal to cross across state lines with a minor. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's what it means. Like taking a minor across to uh, France to, to, with the, I don't know, idea of having sex with them. But, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I know there are laws that do involve children and sex trafficking specifically, but
0: yeah, do you want to talk about a few of the countries that are very popular for sex tourism?
1: I, I know Cuba used to be. Yeah. Cuba was the main destination. It was the hot spot in the 40s and 50s. Right. Uh, and yeah. then uh, once they had the revolution there, uh, they outlawed it. Uh, but it did have a resurgence in the 90s when they started allowing tourism back, even though prostitution was still outlawed.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely outlawed, but still happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, the ones that I found, I found a whole list. And, uh, the first one is the Dominican Republic, which is really not very far. I'm sure that that's, I mean, that's just like a hop, skip and a jump from the U S. Um, and, uh, it says here, uh, prostitution is legal. It's also one of the most rampant sex tourism countries. Uh, the most popular cities in the Dominican Republic for this are Sosa and Boca Chica. So, um, that's, Hmm.
1: Uh, there's, of course, Thailand is the famous one
0: Yeah, yeah, I was getting to that one too You're getting ahead of me
1: <laughs> I did research Yeah, Cambodia, I brought up Cambodia
0: You did um, Thailand is the same way, it also has some of the highest numbers For sex industry workers in the world Bangkok's well-known Patapong area yeah. Is a red light district Popular with tourists for its go-go bars And sex shows um, Pattaya and fuck, Ph- How do you say that? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also have similar areas. Uh, though prostitution isn't strictly legal, it's not exactly illegal either. And the laws that are in place to prevent it are rarely enforced, allowing the industry to thrive there. Yeah. So Thailand, probably, I mean, that's kind of what you see whenever you watch a lot of, I feel like a lot of movies have yeah. done and scenes there.
1: That is what I read about Cambodia, where it's like, sex trafficking is illegal. And having sex with a minor is illegal, but because they have such an open view of, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: of sex workers and prostitution that, uh, they don't enforce those laws.
0: Right. Right. So it's one of those, it's on the books, but yeah, whatever. Uh, another one. Um, well, I was going to speak about specific areas in Cambodia. It the says here in Cambodia. um, I'm sorry?
1: It's a holiday in Cambodia. It's
0: a holiday in Cambodia.
1: Have you never heard that song?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Rage Against the Machine? I think it's Rage Against the Machine.
0: I don't know. I i have not heard that one. It's
1: about the Vietnam
0: War. Oh. Maybe that's our song for the episode. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know. Is it an awful song? <laughs> I mean, it's about war. Yeah. War's, war's bad. Yeah. All right. Um, Prostitution, though illegal, has risen in recent years in Cambodia, particularly in connection with the tourism industry. Um, Travelers to cities like Siem Rop and Phnom Penh will see women operating as prostitutes hanging around the downtown bars and clubs. Despite the recent uptick of tourists traveling to Cambodia to engage in the sex industry, the majority of customers are still locals. Yeah.
1: Which that was one of the ones I brought up that I was like 70 to 80% of Uh, Men in Cambodia Mm -hmm. uh, have had sex at least once with a uh, sex worker and that you are the weird one if you don't.
0: Right. Right. Uh, Another one, like I mentioned, I mentioned Amsterdam, but uh, in the Netherlands, uh, anytime you think about, you know, at least that's my first thought when I first think about, you know, sexual tourism, my first thought is the Netherlands. That one is? Um, Yeah. I mean, that's... The red-light district in Amsterdam. Yeah, that's the
1: main... Uh, uh, European one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it says here, though, many tourists head to Amsterdam for its scenic canals, impressive art museums, and delicious cuisine. The Dutch city brings numerous visitors for its legal marijuana and rampant and unapologetic sex industry. So, which I kind of think is cool, because I feel like they have a very... Um, uh sex positive mm-hmm. kind of approach to it.
1: Yeah, and um, uh, to, to go off on a, a little a tangent. related tangent, Yeah, but uh, uh, that does bring up one of the things that I was reading about in that uh, while most people who engage in sex tourism are people who are clients, mm-hmm. that in Amsterdam and uh, many other places that uh, like Vegas as well that there are People who are sex workers that engage in sex tourism and that they live in a place where it is illegal, Mm -hmm. but like they spend four months out of the year living in Amsterdam or living in Vegas Mm -hmm. and they make their money during that time and then they go back to their home wherever it's illegal. And so it is technically sex tourism. It is just not client side it Mm -hmm. is worker side.
0: That's interesting. I never really thought about that. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I've heard... Okay, I've heard of... um, I I know Women that volunteered to go to work in basically the equivalent of a strip club where they're mostly, mostly naked. Um, But it's like up in... Seattle. some super duper duper far north super cold area they have to stay inside the whole time and it basically services with this one huge camp of, of male workers and they're the only ones that are there hmm. and they make so much money
1: yeah that's because uh, that is a lot of uh I, I've seen like in I not personally seen but I've seen in Amsterdam that uh like they will sometimes advertise where they're from because mm-hmm. Amsterdam's not their home they just yeah. They They're rent an work. apartment for, you know, like I said, four months. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's not a bad gig. You no. get more time off than a teacher does.
0: <laughs> yeah. You could be a male Chicolo.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you mm. like short?
0: <laughs> hey, Deuce Bigelow wasn't that tall.
1: Dude, Bigelow is a comedy movie. I know. And very problematic comedy movie. Yeah,
0: I agree. That's true. I shouldn't have probably brought it up. Okay. Also, Spain. Spain is also um, uh, a destination for sex tourism. In Barcelona, the red light district is at the south oh, end. How it's In Barcelona. Thank you. The red light district is at the southern end of the popular Las Ramblas Boulevard. And its presence is not surprisingly most obvious at night. In Madrid the Gran Villa Street is a hub for prostitutes so but it doesn't specifically mentioned it didn't specifically mention if it was legal or illegal
1: I think it, I don't know. it sounds like it is mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, um, I I lived in Spain when I was like seven if only I had known then
0: <laughs> I don't know if at seven you would have been good for anything like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't underestimate my seven-year-old oh. self. Okay,
0: okay, I'm sorry. I'll never question your, your <laughs> the sexual prowess. I know.
1: I know uh, where okay. uh, the neighborhood that I uh, uh, lived in in uh, Italy uh, when I did study abroad over there mm-hmm. uh, uh, had a lot of prostitutes. The professor made sure that none Y'all of us stayed m- away. No, made sure that none of us were on the ground floor because uh, outside at night we're. Uh, Prostitutes, so she was the only one staying outside or on the ground floor. Everyone else was on the higher floors. Oh, wow. She didn't have to make sure anyone stayed away. Well, I mean, uh, being very heteronormative right now, uh, I was the only guy on the trip. It was uh, me and 16 girls.
0: Wow. A rooster in the hen house. Anyways, um, also in Brazil, uh, Brazil, obviously is kind of a, known as a what?
1: 18 girls.
0: Oh, 18 Sorry. girls. There you go. There you go. Do you up the number every time you tell the story?
1: <laughs> no, I, I actually, uh, underestimated the number. Cause I was like, I can't remember exactly. I know it was less than 20. So I was like, eh, let's go with 16. It was 18.
0: Dang. Nice. Um, it says here, prostitution is legal In Brazil, therefore numerous travelers Head to the red light districts in cities like Rio de Janeiro and Fortaleza The Brazilian government has been very Vocal about denouncing the country's sex Tourism and will actively try To decrease its numbers in preparation for the 2016 Olympics. I was going to
1: ask when this was written wow. because I'm Pretty sure Bangkok changed its name Yeah, because Bangkok's not Bangkok Anymore,
0: right Right,
1: but uh <clears throat> From what I read, it's still the same. Yeah. Well, they haven't changed, except they've gone through a bunch of revolutions. Yeah. That, well, yes. a, a lot of violent protests.
0: Yep. And then uh, finally in the Philippines, um, in Manila and Boracay are a few of the more popular destinations for tourists, but it's a, long, a Longapo city, an Angeles city that bring those interested in sex tourism. Though prostitution is illegal, it's easy for local locals and visitors to find prostitutes at bars and massage parlors.
1: It's probably just one of those where they just turn a blind eye. Yeah. When, uh, see, your list is different than the one I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, it covered a lot of the same countries as the one I found. I didn't even write the list down that I found because the list that I found was like 40 countries. Yeah. And I was just like... Okay, so there's like five to ten countries in every single continent except for one, which is North America mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like it's illegal in certain states otherwise there's all, there's very few places that it's legal in north america
0: right well it's it's crazy to think about um I mean, that's, that's a long list of 40 places. So, I mean, if you have the money and you're willing yeah. to fly, you can find what you're looking for. That's
1: like, it, especially in Europe where, uh, cause I didn't write down the numbers, uh, specifically for Europe because they did it. They broke it down by country, mm-hmm. but, uh, it, it was anywhere between like 40 or 20 and 40% of, uh, adult men. In around just in almost every country in Europe, have had sex with a prostitute right. or a sex worker. Jeez, where the United States was uh, like nineteen to twenty. I wrote down ter- the current date. Like percentage. It uh, the United 20? States, fifteen to twenty percent of men today have uh, paid for sex.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I wonder if that even that doesn't really even include like paying for a stripper. Or No,
1: it it is that's... explicitly paying for sex wow. for a prostitute, yeah. Yeah. For a sex worker. Huh. For Yes, a yes. prostitute. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's interesting. But I will say uh, the first, uh, the list that I read, it was a little bit older, obviously by its reference to the 2016 Olympics. Um, I have a much more up to date and really honestly, pretty positive, um, outlook that I found in the South China morning post, um, which is kind of talking a little bit about how sex tourism is changing, um, as you know, generational values are kind of changing. Um, a lot of people that are kind of young up and comers Mm -hmm. have different outlooks on things like this. And a lot of us are much more sex positive. And so how things are changing in this industry. It's just about that robot brothel that we found all those (laughs) like a year ago. The one that was in Houston and got shut down. No, the
1: other one that was in Canada.
0: Oh, I don't know. I wonder if that one's still in, that's still Around. I don't know. I don't
1: know, but is that how it's changing? Is that people are going to go have sex with very elaborate sex toys?
0: (laughs) I, you know, I mean, that is obviously part of it um, in a different sense.
1: Oh, baby. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Right there. Almost there. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my Fitbit sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um anyways all right so this is uh, actually from october 2019 so pretty recent um it says here sex tourism is changing as travelers seek pleasure in adult only resorts
1: yes um, i i wrote about adult only only resorts
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, says that in the region sex tourism is often equated with prostitution and synonymous with destinations across Thailand and the Philippines young adventurers want to make sex related travel safer and consensual and a growing number of resorts are springing up to offer that so this is something that resorts hotels are kind of getting in on um, making places where it's safe to do these things Um, uh, but in a consensual you know safe kind of environment this
1: is a The main example of what I was saying, speaking to earlier, that it's not just for uh, prostitution. Right. Uh, Like this is a place, this is a adult only resort where usually they're clothing optional, Mm -hmm. but they're not nudist resorts. It's very different. Nudist resort is not for having sex. Mm -hmm. It's just for being nude. Where this is a uh, adult only resort where you just go and the explicit purpose is that you want to get laid and right. the other people there are also wanting to get laid.
0: Amen. It's and, a horny resort.
1: Yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's not like prostitutes. It's yeah. just people, people go there mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I want to fuck. And then you look around and there's just a bunch of 50 year old dudes. And you're like, Oh, Damn it. Oh, well, let's go.
0: I really love how this was written. So I'm going to read this. It says millennials. First, they spoiled your summer holiday with their incessant selfie taking. And now they disrupted the travel industry as we know it. Um, they ripped apart package tours, eschew uh, hotel stays for authentic experiences, and swap airplanes for overland transport in an effort to minimize their carbon footprints and make everyone else feel guilty about flying. Now millennials and their even more enlightened Zoomer peers are coming for the sanctity that is sex tourism. Yeah. So I thought that was hilariously right.
1: Millennials, worst people ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: not staying in hotels because they want to have an authentic experience.
0: Yeah, darn you! Um, it says according. I, to
1: I like that this article is like a takedown of all those articles that are have millennials killed the airline industry. <laughs> now they're trying to flap their own arms to fly places. <laughs> What's wrong with stupid millennials? <laughs>
0: darn it! Don't come for my sex tourism. <laughs>
1: Did the millennials kill the Hummer? Why are they making an all-electric Hummer? The The whole point of that car was to burn as much gas as possible. Stupid millennials.
0: So (laughs) millennials also are pretty upset about um, unpleasant and extremely unsexy issues such as human trafficking, violence against women, and sexually transmitted diseases. And so they're kind of, you know, vying against some of these places that are known for um, uh, sex work and and sexual tourism.
1: A lot of them have a very grungy... Reputation. You
0: may wake up in in an ice bath, missing part of your kidneys. Right?
1: Oh, okay. I, I was. I I just meant that they're like dirty and gross and like. I mean, I I think even Amsterdam has a little bit of that reputation. I think it's like got the reputation for being like one of the cleaner places to go to. But, but even to, the
0: cleanest, it's still really yeah. dirty. Yeah.
1: You still like? Uh, are these?
0: <clears throat>
1: do you got? Do you got one of those like? Doctor's beds that you roll out A different a different sheet of paper Every time we lay down
0: on it <laughs> Oh my gosh Well it says here Young adventurers are bringing sex related travel To the 21st century and remaking it As a decidedly more inclusive and ethically Sound industry How do they hope to achieve this? By eliminating payment for sex For a start in finding more ethical ways To travel while horny Than soliciting sex workers And that's according to Vice magazine Um, it says among the solutions are a growing number of adult only sex, positive resorts that provide a safe consensual space in which to embrace all expressions of gender orientation and relationship style. They range from clothing optional enclaves to properties that boast playrooms in which guests can presumably make more than friends.
1: I did read about the playrooms.
0: Some of them sound really cool. Like, honestly, it'd be really cool just to tour one of these places. It, seems,
1: it sounds like a kink party. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, none of those featured on a recent list of luxurious sex positive resorts compiled by popular youth culture platform UpRocks were in Asia. So this is something that Asia is falling behind on because this, is, this was written for the South China Post.
1: Um, oh, okay. I was like, yeah. why, why does it care that they were unfortunate that they are in Asia? <laughs> okay, if it's written explicitly for an yeah. A- Asian audience... Then yes,
0: exactly. So it's something that needs to maybe get caught up in some parts of the world, but...
1: I'm surprised that the translation is so good.
0: Yeah, well, it's... Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of them are actually in Mexico and in the Caribbean. Um, Makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, those are extremely popular tourist destinations because the weather doesn't change. Yeah. Well, um, except for the hurricane season.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, there's cum blowing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new kind of tropical storm. So I found some interesting stats. And of course, these are recent considering it's from yes. October. Um havoc scope estimates that Thailand's prostitution industry generates about 6 point4 billion with a B, US. billion dollars uh, us dollars a year uh, placing it behind regional neighbors China which makes seventy three billion dollars a year Japan which is twenty four billion dollars which is interesting because Japan is like so sexually stunted in a lot of ways
1: yeah like, but I like don't know. The, from my understanding a lot of it's like relationship stunted. Yeah. And so Sex
0: is fine, but relationship is no.
1: Well, I mean they've got the highest uh the highest like average age of uh virgins. Yeah. Uh and it's because people don't communicate with each other, which yeah. is one of the main reasons well, like people go to go to go to sex workers, workers for yeah. communication. Exactly. So it makes sense that they have uh A pretty big industry over there
0: that does it does make sense so it's 24 billion for japan 12 billion dollars for south korea i'm
1: actually surprised that it's smaller in south korea than japan
0: uh yeah because south Um, korea
1: is very uh liberal about their policies yeah
0: uh india has 8.4 billion dollars But it's also ahead of the Philippines, which is $6 billion. And those are all Bs, billions. Yes. Like...
1: It's a multi-billion dollar industry. That's a bunch of money. And it it benefits many other industries besides sex trafficking.
0: Yes, it does. Such as
1: airlines, the taxi industry. This is an old article we got this (laughs) (laughs) from. The now dead taxi industry, uh, restaurants and hotels. Yes. And it did not use the Oxford comma, so it's restaurant hotel. Not restaurants and hotels. Ah, got it. Or it should have used the Oxford comma. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But it's interesting. Of course, not all prostitution is sex tourism, and not all sex tourism is prostitution. Uh, But they do kind of get all tangled up, like sweaty limbs in a deeply Mm -hmm. stained bedsheet. I love whoever wrote this. It's pretty good.
1: Oh, Um, you were quoting that. I thought that was just you.
0: (laughs) Yes, that was just me. No. Um... But yeah, it's, it's interesting to see that that's something that millennia, mill, bleh, millennials are trying to do. Could a generation of sex-positive travelers seeking safe and consensual experiences in place of prostitution be the ones to force the change? Only time will tell.
1: I'm pretty sure Yes.
0: Anyways, I thought that was kind of uh, so neck- an optimistic outlook because instead of driving more of a um, human trafficking sort of industry, let's just make a place where people can get their rocks off and yeah. have and a good time with other people that also want to get their rocks off.
1: And so all you millennials and Zoomers that are listening, I hate the term Zoomer because it just makes me think of a boomer. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and at Easter, Easter dinner... Have a little discussion about this, and just be like, "Okay, Boomer," to whatever they say.
0: Yeah. Also, we know you already go down to Mexico on spring break, anyways, and we know that that's what's happening. So, uh, just keep going down even after college is over. Although I was never one of those people that got to do that.
1: Got to go somewhere for spring break, or went down to Mexico for spring break?
0: Like, yeah, went to like Mexico for spring break.
1: Oh, I've I've never been to Mexico.
0: No. Oh,
1: it's weird. I know a lot
0: of people that did that. I mean, I feel like a lot I of went my, to s- Tijuana. yeah, I feel like a lot of my former students were, you know, they were like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to Mexico for spring break and we're going to party the whole time. And it's like, no, I went how to- much money do you make?
1: <laughs> yeah. I went to Panama city for spring break.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. It's not in Panama. It's in uh, Florida.
0: Oh, it's- this still counts. So- sounds exotic.
1: So if you if you want to use the excuse, I can't find my passport, so I can't go. People might look at you a little weird and be like, You don't That's need funny. your passport to go to Florida.
0: No, no.
1: Yeah. That's funny. It's gross. Uh I don't recommend any uh spring break destinations. Uh Unless you like that, in which case, good on you. I just found it very gross, but Mm -hmm. I also don't like going to bars or clubs where you can't hear someone else talk because I like talking to people.
0: Because you're a sapiosexual. What'd you call (laughs) (laughs) You're, you're... I know. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Most of my charm is in my speech.
0: There you go. It's all in that giant throbbing brain of yours. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have Uh, any other notes?
1: uh motivations uh why do people do this mm-hmm. uh well i mean i just i do think there's something hot about like paying for sex but really? that, that just might be because uh i love pretty woman <laughs> even though i don't know who's in it but <laughs> i i do love that movie and i do think there's something hot about paying for sex uh maybe that's why maybe not who
0: knows I guess there could be something to that. It's not something I've ever done, so I don't really know. I've, I've never done it. But I feel like, I don't know, I could also pay somebody to just, like, I don't know, do something menial. I it's think it's just, like... like a- the same level of... A- Satisfaction. Like, I, I think it might
1: play into the like you know only fifteen to twenty percent. Like it's it's so you enter that elite rare now that it's like ooh this is something like deviant. Mm-hmm. Ooh, guess I'm bad. I'm bad. You're bad. <laughs> bad, daddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think there's something just hot about it. So if we're going to talk about it in like a kink sense, yeah. I, I think there are uh, plenty of people. I mean, I know that there is a prostitution category of porno.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: I think there are a lot of people who just, they get off from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, like one of the main factors in travel is romance and part of that sexual activity. Yeah. Uh, the, the main, like one of the main, the main factor is romance. And then underneath that, the main factor is sex. Right. So like people like going to Paris to have sex. Right. Uh, uh, Ron Howard famously has named all of his kids after the city they were conceived in. (laughs) Bryce Dallas Howard. Hmm wonder where which yep. must be weird
0: yeah that must be really weird
1: but uh and the uh prostitution has uh, taken full advantage of this like mm-hmm. even like go if you go to paris even though i don't think uh prostitution is legal in france it is very easy to find sex it's workers. very rampant anywhere yep. that you go that has any tourist destination you can find sex workers yeah so, uh, I mean, it's what we talked about with the RNC. The RNC is like in Georgia or somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere in the South, and there's an influx of uh, male sex workers. Mm-hmm. And doesn't matter where it is, it's still going to happen. Yep. Uh, and uh, like I said, the there are people that are motivated to go to the city to sell their their selves, mm-hmm. and that they are uh, they're actually considered migrant
0: workers. Oh my goodness!
1: Yes. Except instead of working the fields, they're They're, working the shaft.
0: They're working the workers.
1: (laughs) Uh, but yeah, they are, uh, migrant workers. And, uh, and then there are, of course, um, the huge trope with Thailand is, uh, underage sex work. So there are people that go to Thailand for that purpose. Right. Um. But uh, and the demographics are overwhelmingly men seeking women. I think the next one is men seeking men, and then uh, women seeking men, and then it was uh, men seeking underage.
0: Oh, wow,
1: yeah, but it's like I mean, it's it's like the percentage that Bloomberg got when he caucused in Iowa, yeah, it's, it's like yeah the overwhelming majority is men seeking men and that it's like 80 to 90 percent and then everyone else has single digit percentage until you get down to like half digit percentage and then below that it's just like who knows
0: do you think that just comes in with programming like the way that i mean most men just have a elevated libido
1: i think so i think it's also like a thing you see in in movies just like and there's also the stereotype that it's easier for a woman to get laid.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true.
1: And so there's probably something where it's,
0: I mean, there's just uh, there's again, a lot of factors.
1: Again, I did say I find it hot. To, yeah. Yeah. So like taking a taking a sex tourism trip over to Amsterdam, pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Especially like. I mean, it's going to be a European broad. Like, come on.
0: I don't know. How much does it cost for me to hire a guy to take me out to dinner and talk to me? Wow. What a way to be hair, a stereotype. Tuck my hair behind my ear and whisper sweet nothings and rub my feet.
1: And can they look like Ryan Gosling? And
0: can they tuck me into bed? And, and I want
1: them to have super veiny forearms. Yeah.
0: That's it. That's the way. Yeah. And we don't have to have sex. That's you such a weird
1: just... thing to do. This, this, <laughs> I've I've heard so many like girls be like, "Oh, veiny forearms." Those are. I don't know. I don't... I've I've heard that from so many people that I'm just like, really? Is that like? It's like veiny forearm girls. That like, oh, I, I'm a butt guy. Like.
0: <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's all about the nape of the neck. The neck and to the shoulders, whatever those muscles are, the trapezius muscles. Oh, the, yeah. If they've got those, I'm like, oh, you could.
1: (laughs) So you like trapeze artists?
0: Yeah, that, yep, that's that's what I meant. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So you go to Cirque du Soleil and you're like, hot. I also think there was a Cirque du Soleil where they actually had sex on stage or something.
0: Ooh.
1: What a Valentine's Day.
0: I bet they had fascinating positions for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. One of them was standing or uh, was doing a headstand on a ball while walking around. <laughs> wow. wow. The, the other one was doing a different kind of stand on his balls. Ah. But uh yeah, and then uh there's a uh, formal and informal. So like going to like Amsterdam mm-hmm. and formally formally having formal legal prostitution sex and informal Going to like Vegas and not going to a bunny ranch and just being like, "Oh, prostitution's legal here," even though it's not mm-hmm. within the city limits, right? And having sex with a prostitute because you think it's legal.
0: Calling that cool number on the card because the, some person handed it to you, and yeah,
1: yeah, one eight eight eight.
0: Hot lips. I don't know. <laughs> Hot lips fits.
1: <laughs> I was having trouble coming up with something that fits, but oh, I don't know. But yeah I oh, hope blowjob would fit too
0: Blow job.
1: Uh yeah and as I said It's been uh Up till now it's been decreasing in the United States But There haven't been very many Recent studies and I would Guess based upon the Demographics of millennials And zoomers mm-hmm. that uh It's uh the, it's going to start increasing again where more people are going to have paid for sex uh, as they because they don't see I mean like it's it's a big thing now to be like pro-sex workers and uh, it's, a big, it's a good thing now that yeah. <laughs> people are like that and supporting sex workers rights and uh, supporting safe sex so I could see that it, it would increase mm-hmm. a lot um
0: Ooh, can I mention, I want to do one little, little, uh, segue to it's tax season. If you are a sex worker and you need to make sure that you file your taxes accordingly, HR block is very sex worker friendly in the way that they do everything. Cause some places make it really difficult to file your taxes and stuff. So for extra earned income, I mean, I, I
1: figure if you're doing it legally, you could just file a, a what's it, a form yeah. C or whatever where mm-hmm. you're, you're self-employed. Yeah, because I think they're all considered self-employed, like the bunny ranch. You just yeah, you rent out. It's it's like a hair salon where you you rent out a booth. Yeah. uh So makes
0: sense, but I just thought that was interesting I saw that the other day and I was like, okay, good to know This is important information, people need to know it
1: And if you're doing it illegally, you're probably not paying taxes on it Because you're probably taking, it's probably a cash-only business Mm -hmm. But then, that's how Capone got brought down So file the taxes File those taxes (laughs) Uh, Anything else? Uh, I do have one other thing While I was doing the studying for this, I was listening to music. Okay. Uh, Do you know the song, My Sharona? (gasps) Yes. I listened to the lyrics for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) It's not about a prostitute. But the lyrics go, Get it up for the touch of the younger kind. My, 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 who? Oh, my Sharona. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, Wow!
1: Yes, that line is repeated many times throughout the song. I I made sure to look it up, and I just I wrote that down because I was taking notes. I was like, "Did he really say that?" that that's disturbing. Like, uh, have
0: you ever looked at the words, the lyrics? Surrender. Mm-mm. <sighs> Surrender. It's talking about Ch- trick. Yeah, yeah. It's talking about like. Um, STDs and pleasure women. Okay. But, Vietnam War. Yeah.
1: This is like, hey, I get turned on by the youngins. Yeah. Oh, Which I, I, did, I did look up, and it was uh, the, the singer of the song. It's by the Knicks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When, uh, when the song was written, he wrote it. He was 25, and uh, he wrote it about a girl that he saw at like a mall. Who was like seventeen, and she was with her boyfriend at the time. Her name was Sharona, and they actually started dating.
0: Wow! And
1: uh, if you that the cover of that album, that is her on the album. So, wow. Yeah, I mean,
0: Homewrecker. wrecker
1: <laughs> <a> jail bait, <laughs> but uh, I think that's a problematic term now. But, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I just heard that, and I was like, how. Do they know they sound creepy when they write this? Because there are, like, Ted Nugent famously has written a few songs about, like, oh, she was 14 and I had a boner for her. (laughs) Don't take that out of context. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, famously he's had multiple songs about that where it's like, oh, he's just, all he does is sing about uh, how Donald Trump's the best thing ever (laughs) and wanting to sleep with underage girls. And it's like... They gotta know they sound creepy when they write this. Like, yeah. How do you write? Get it up for the touch of the younger kind, and not go. Does this mm. sound weird? Yeah. Nah, it's eighty-four. Whatever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna let it go. Back to the Future
1: comes out next year. <laughs> that movie's uh, gonna be about a dude try or a dude who almost bangs his mom.
0: Yeah. Also, Star Wars.
1: Star. Yeah. Well. Uh...
0: <laughs> and dude's gonna bang his sister.
1: Yeah, I think that was 87. Uh,
0: I don't know. It's all in the 80s. It was a weird time. <laughs> the shoulder pads.
1: The, the sister one, because didn't, they didn't find out their brother and sister until the last one, which I think... Right. No, it was 80, Was it 83? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember how long they were apart. 80, okay. 1980 is uh, Empire.
0: I did get 77
1: to, is New Hope.
0: I did get to watch the movie uh, The Secret to My Success with Michael J. Fox, it the other day that was pretty interesting hmm. apparently you can get places by sleeping your way to the top
1: i mean carrie fisher was uh, very vocal about that where she was like i mean she slept around to get jobs in hollywood mm-hmm. uh very vocal about it mm-hmm. and, and she was also so coked up that she's like when asked if she had slept with george lucas she's like Probably. <laughs> oh,
0: God. She's,
1: yeah, apparently, she just like slept with everyone on set.
0: Hollywood, not a great place to grow up. No. So.
1: That's, uh, oh, speaking of that, I did just read. A, I think it's the tenth or tenth uh, year of sobriety for uh, Daniel Radcliffe. If you do the math in your head, he's thirty. <laughs> so. Yeah, he was an alcoholic before he was legally able to drink in the United States. Doesn't matter. But that essentially he went through the entire spectrum of, like, that's how rough it is for kids in Hollywood, is that he went through the entire spectrum of alcoholism before
0: 30. Well, before 20.
1: Before 20 and was like, I've got a problem. And uh, yeah, he's been sober for 10 years.
0: good for him yeah. that's wonderful it's wonderful I
1: mean some of his film choices you wouldn't think that
0: but <laughs> no no Swiss Army man left me questioning yeah. things I mean but, you know yeah anyways well I think that pretty much wraps up this episode and um, his new
1: movie Guns Akimbo where he's got two, pist- two machine pistols uh, bolted to his hands and he has to engage in a
0: is that the one with Elijah Wood in it too I don't think so Oh Elijah Wood is doing A weird movie too And it's like They both are characters That have Or uh, actors that have Played characters In series Of like you know Books that were made For like children yeah. To read And now they've gone And now they're doing Their own like weird
1: Yeah well movies I, I mean I know I'm I think I've heard From both of them Personally They've told me personally. You personally, uh, yeah. But I do think I've heard, like, read interviews where it's just like, they've made so much money off of, uh, like, Elijah Wood, and well, everyone from uh, the Lord of the Rings movies, uh, uh, because what's his name? The guy who played Samwise. Mm -hmm. Also, like, he picks parts because they're interesting, not because he needs money. Yeah. Uh, But that... That's just What Elijah Wood And Daniel Radcliffe That they just Do movies That seem fun mm-hmm. That That's why they he, can Yeah That's why he did Or that's why Daniel Radcliffe Did Swiss Army Man And why he's doing Guns Akimbo Because it's just like
0: Horns That was yeah. a weird one Yeah Also What was the one Where he did He was the doctor It was on Netflix I think it was A Netflix original Oh
1: yes We watched that uh, That is A uh, the doctor's notebook, or something—the something doctor's yeah. notebook. Yeah, it's about a Russian doctor. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting one. It's a yeah, a real interesting show. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, that they just they just have fun with their parts, which I is mean, great. It makes which sense because uh, what's his face, Elijah Wood brought uh, Wolford over to the, the United States, which is just an insane show about a guy who sees a dog as a human Person. being in a dog suit. And then it's, like, gets into, like, that that is actually, like, an old god. <laughs> like, that show is so weird. Yeah.
0: I never watched it, but it sounded interesting.
1: It's, so. it's, it is interesting. And then, like, it keeps peppering, like, little hints about, like, bigger stuff mm-hmm. happening. And then, like, never follows up on them
0: strange. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, you should definitely reach out to us. You can find us at KinkCastPodcast um, at gmail.com if you'd like to send us an email. You can also find us on Twitter at KinkCastPodcast, on Facebook at KinkCastPodcast, or on Instagram at KinkCast.
1: If you have any examples of weird songs with weird lyrics like My Sharona, (laughs) go ahead and let us know. Uh, Send us some DMs about it because all those kind of things like always those yeah. interest me and i don't the just stuff mean that like flew
0: over your head as a kid and now you hear it and you're like oh my god yeah
1: and i don't just mean like weird stuff where like underage stuff i mean like just weird song lyrics in general whereas mm-hmm. like you listen to it and you're like wait that's what they're talking about like uh, teardrops on my guitar or whatever it's just like
0: mm-hmm. or any song at all from greece Oh, yeah. I remember watching Grease as a kid, and now I like I know Grease is such and a horny and movie. And I'm just like, oh my god!
1: It's like, how did this get PG, <laughs> and why did my parents let me watch it? Yeah, because they knew what it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
1: But it, yeah, uh, yeah. But like I said, like even like stuff like "Teardrops of My Guitar," where you listen to it now and you're just like, wait, this is about him being too high on coke and not paying attention to his kid, and his kid falls out of a hotel room.
0: What the fuck? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Scary stuff. All right. Definitely hit us up and we will see you next week for another topic episode.
1: An actual episode.
0: Woohoo! Yay. Bye. Rocks!